let's just start like we can work our way backwards to like the way Buster Rhymes like thinks about his career and you can kind of get a sense of like all this deeper stuff going on that I think if you were just casually watching MTV, you might not have been aware of. And also gives you a little uh, insight into how he feels about 2020. So, you know, they start by asking him, hello, Busta, your new album's artwork shows a skull and a face mask. How are you coping with this COVID-19 period? And Busta says, this is one of the most unfortunate times in the history of the existence of this planet. It feels like our intelligence is being insulted significantly, and there's no accountability for the suffering we have to encounter as a result. There feels like there's a blatant inconsistency in truth for us to be able to protect our well-being in the right way. People want to go to work and not be subjected to do anything illegal to take care of themselves or their family. And people have worked hard to build businesses that are being taken away from them and can't see family members. If you ask questions, you're looked at as a troublemaker, someone not being mindful of the sheeple who just want to be sheeple and comply. So the weirdest shit about this is people aren't digging deeper and empowering themselves in these times when they're trying to take away the little bit of power we once had. The interviewer asks, who's they? What would anyone exactly have to gain from this? Busta says, there's obviously something wrong and some other agenda going on. A lot of it is political. It feels super imbalanced and unfair. We're getting caught up in the overwhelming abundances of propaganda that's keeping us distracted from realizing that there's some truth we need to start working towards and getting to the bottom of. And the interviewer says, let's agree to disagree. 1998's extinction-level event, the final world front, was loaded with apocalyptic imagery, so 2020 feels an appropriate time to release the follow-up. Busta says, with my work, I try to point out that a day was coming that is going to permanently end the world we've grown to know and love. I never knew we would live to see this time. Laughs. I name my albums The Coming, When Disaster Strikes, ELE, Extinction Level Event, The Final World Front, Anarchy, It Ain't Safe No More, and The Big Bang. I was hoping none of these events did happen, but felt it was my duty to start these conversations about how do we prepare for it if it does. So I would always have these narratives attached to the themes of my albums. That's why Everything Remains Raw, the B-side to my 1996 single, Wuha, got you all in check. I said, there's only five years left. Five years later, the World Trade Center falls. Then in 1998, my first extinction-level event album, the artwork is the World Trade Center gone in New York in flames. Three years later, it actually happens. I wasn't prophesizing anything. I just wanted to share the shit that was actually out there that people are told they're conspiracy theorists if they read it. You know, the conspiracy theorist term is to discredit whatever truth you might be getting close to. Now there's no changing my mind. It's not coincidence. Somebody planned this shit, but I don't know who. <laughs> the interviewer <laughs> says, Erm, so what else was inspiring the album? <laughs> wow. And, you know, he also says, uh, yeah, he says, uh, when I started this album, in addition to the shit on that level, I wanted to talk about the disproportionate level of injustice that black and brown people have to deal with. Racial injustice has been going on for hundreds of years, so there's never a not appropriate time to put out this type of album. But it's balanced with good music and feel good energy and entertainment, because I never want to come across as too preachy. Uh, so he's like, he's like still not yeah, in that way. Yeah, he doesn't right. want to, but I mean, no, kind of no, like no, Cobra, no. This, this album is incredibly preachy, not always yes. in a, not really uh, in a bad way, but no, it, yes. it's definitely uh, preachy. Yeah, I guess, well, no one wants to be preachy even when I guess they're preaching or like explicitly like expounding their beliefs. Uh, but I guess I feel like preachy is never good. It's not like one of the, you know, if you're preachy, you're like not a compelling preacher. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know why everyone is all about saying that, but 
whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's one of those words that never means anything good. So I guess yeah, no one wants to be preachy, but it's mm-hmm. an interesting thing that everyone. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he just uh, dropped this little nugget at the very end where they say you mentioned earlier about being influenced by racial injustice for this album. Do you find hope in the George Floyd protests and the rise of Black Lives Matter? And Busta says we're at a crossroads of a real awakening happening. We're close to witnessing a day of reckoning. There are a lot of people in positions of power, politicians, the royal family, that are being forced to address the crazy shit they've done. Justice is the reward or penalty for one's actions or deeds. With every choice comes an invoice. There's an accountability that's happening in the way it should have for a long time for the people who sown the seeds of unjust bullshit. It's an important time in history, and I'm very anxious to see that the outcome works in our favor. So he's, he's calling out the royal family there. Uh, it's so, like, it's so grating to me the way that, like, these reporters, like, look to these people to, like, endure, you know, look to, like, uh, you know, like, African-American celebrities to kind of, like, you know, uh, endorse, like, whatever their political things are. But then they, mm-hmm. like, sort of telegraph, like, thinking they're crazy by including, like, erm in their, like, transcript <laughs> of the interview. Like, yeah, yeah. give me a break. Unbelievable. Like, uh, you know, like, what, you know, like, uh, yeah, like trying we to have rhyme to cosign like your message of hope after he just like, you know, uh, just get one of this long tirade about like the, you know, pandemic uh, conspiracy uh-huh. uh, that you earned. Uh, yeah, you like, earned. Don't you think that like the Citibank sponsored protest, uh, <laughs> you know, or like, sorry, you know, like, oh, yeah, about yeah. Like I'm not a, you know, I obviously fully support like, you know, but I was yeah. just saying like, but it's we're, creating, we're aware uh, that like, especially on yeah. the national um, kind of NGO level that there's, there's like a little bit of a, a shady business going on. I would say um, there's been articles about it recently where there's a huge divide between the national org black lives matter and the local orgs that are actually uh, organizing and like marching and actually doing the protests in a lot of cases. There's a huge divide between like the kind of performative, like, you know, support for Black Lives Matter by like NME journalists, not like mm-hmm. the enemy, you know, NME, not <laughs> necessarily the enemy, but maybe, uh, but well. like, uh, yeah, but, and like, you know, the actual experience of racism by people and like, you know, being like, but don't you think like everything's getting better because like I posted a black square, like, you know, uh, when someone is telling you like about what their experience of the current moment is like in explicit yes. terms, like yeah. whatever, but hey, they just yeah. want, they're looking um, for that co-signed. Uh, it looks good. Uh, even vigilant yeah. citizen says the interview revealed a couple of things. First, the interviewer is kind of a douche. Uh, second, yeah. Buster Rhymes clearly uh, believes there are shady forces at work in the world and they're involved with the COVID crisis. And, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, he is kind of a douche. Um, you know, yeah, um, big, like, how dare you, like, it. include you saying erm in the transcript of the interview to be like, <laughs> like, give me, Disgusting. like, no, come on, like, yeah, yeah but, uh, yeah. the thing, you know we love you, Busta, main... even if you're crazy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> keep dancing, yeah. keep dancing, monkey, like, you know, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it does yeah, have that vibe, like, Ugh, it does, yeah, yeah but, uh, like, uh, you know, yeah, you're a musical, much like Kanye, like, you're a musical genius, but you need to stay on your meds, uh, yeah. but, it, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, exactly. um, but, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, he didn't mention the main thing that I thought was a 9-11 prediction, uh, from ELE1, where, uh, he says, uh, you know, uh, none of y'all N-words really want a war, the type of N-word to crash my plane in your building in the name of a law. 
Ooh, um, yeah, wow. that's on Against All Odds. Uh, you know, pretty, uh, you know, very, very similar to the events of 9-11. So, so I guess I guess Buster Rhymes yeah. did not experience a failure of imagination in the no, lead he did up not. to 9-11. He, his imagination, <laughs> yeah, well, that's, you know, that's why he's a genius, you know, despite his uh, eccentric views. Uh, you know, he mm-hmm. obviously, he just has such a great imagination that, uh, you know, if only they had consulted him. Uh yeah, uh, you know that tragedy might have been averted, but uh, yeah, 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 which really makes you wonder if Buster Rhymes could intuit it out of the ether. Then, yeah, yeah. Well, he has <laughs> how unimaginable was yeah. it? That's why. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's an artist, you know. Uh, but so yeah, uh, let's see. Um, well, jumping back to the uh, Vigilant Citizen article, because he he does, I think, have the right idea about this album. Um, so like. The just the intro to this album is like very creepy. Um, really, the extinction level event, the intro to both of those records is very dark and spooky. Uh, talking about you know uh, plagues and civil collapse and starvation, war, etc. So I think um, the narrator says here uh, at the very beginning of the album. Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. Thousands of years before Christ, tyrant Nimrod, Gilgamesh of Shinar, enslaved the first empire. One world language. One world religion. One world order. We have learned nothing. Nothing. blood and bones of all humanity. Again, towers rose skyward to challenge his divine glory, to conquer his serene domain. As in ancient Babylon, the one true Lord brought them down. In 2001, three became naught. Conspiracy is reality. Fear is the weapon of thine enemy. Acts of terror a lie told to convince the meek to surrender to their rulers. Atmospheric variances melt the polar ice caps and drown the rats who walk on two legs. An incurable virus to decimate the dark. Nuclear rain to set us aflame, obscured by a curtain of venom from space in the name of science. Fall to your knees, pray to a last choking breath. A new world order is here. Arrogance over God means annihilation. Daddy? What's it gonna be like in the year 2021? Only he can save us. This is the second coming. For access to the full-length episode, subscribe to the Hour of Requisite at patreon.com slash subliminaljihad.